All right, pre-show shenanigans, major, major episode. But we're going to start off real quick. We're going to keep this pre-show nice and short. Uh, not, nothing too out of the ordinary today, but for LA, very, very out of the ordinary. It is raining today in sunny southern Los Angeles. As a USC student uh, on my walk to class, let's just say it was comparable to, I would say it was comparable to like, the Northwestern football team walking out to go play Michigan or Ohio state. Okay. There was just dread and despair across the entire campus on my walk to class. Nobody had an ounce of positivity on their face. It was a dark, dark vibe on the way to class. Uh, I, I hope, I hope that whoever USC has on campus for a visit right now, I hope everything was indoors or I hope they rescheduled the next week because recruits do not want to see this type of USC right now. But, uh, Let's embrace debate slightly here because this is a this is a rhetorical question. We know the answer. Uh, but I think USC LA kids react more negatively towards their weather of choice, rain, than most Midwestern or Northern students react to snow. Okay. I, I think there's a higher percentage of kids who go to college in the Midwest or in the North where it snows frequently who will attend class on a snow day than LA kids on a rain day. Well, I mean, I think it depends on the school. And I also think it depends on like the state. Like I, I said, like Minnesota, right? Like we are very much like well-prepared for snow. And on top of that, like schools just don't close. At least my school never closed when we get a snow, like when there was a lot of snow, like you just deal with it and you get there. Like it's why people are pretty decent drivers. If you come from Minnesota or from the North, I say pretty decent. There's some of us that are still very bad. You know, everyone's got their, um, you know, everyone's yeah. got their uh, exceptions. You know, hey, hey, you, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and I know you're listening to this right now. Okay, uh, calling but, out people. Yeah, but uh, if it's from like the northeast, like some places, like northeast, or like kind of like on the Atlantic, kind of lower, or like Texas, where it got snow like this past week, because it's not <laughs> abnormal. It's abnormal, but not abnormal for Texas to get snow. Like, no shot. Something I was not aware of until recently. No, no, no shot those kids are going to class. Absolutely no shot. Now, now, hey, hey, if it last year, remember, it snowed in L.A. last year. Do you think there was any chance anybody now, in L.A. Now, would have showed up to class now, if that bit, actually, bit, ha- like, hit L.A.? No, no shot. Southern California, it snowed. Okay, slight correction. Uh, maybe aspects of LA, but not not South hit Central LA. It hit the mountains. It hit the mountains. It hit the mountains back by uh, by where the valley is. Yeah, that's something where you know personally, uh, on my side of LA, did not experience snow in LA personally. Okay, it wasn't like GTA Five in the winter time. Okay, it was not looking like that. But let's just say the rain has picked up quite frequently over the past couple of years. Okay, let's just say right now we are in a period where. I kind of expect it to look this gloomy and shit for a while. So uh, tough, tough on USC recruiting. Okay. Very difficult time right now. I have no idea how they got Isaiah Collier to come. I I, I I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We had recruits coming in when it was 25 degrees in New Orleans. Brutal. Uh, Clearly Ty Thompson that did not scare him away. So I I mean, it, you know, different Different strokes for different folks. Uh, I think that's the best way we could put it for now. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. L.A. Rain. It, it is a ba- it's Armageddon. Okay. Like, there would be is, there, there. You know, there was a point <laughs> in time that if you there. if you told Grant it's gonna rain for three days, Grant would be like, "Oh, you're fucking with me. No yeah, way. No. False. No. <laughs> False. That's not Catholic, true. Not true. Uh, at we're all. talking like, about L.A. Trying, weather or San Francisco. I'm trying, I'm trying uh, to think. So when I when we were in school, when we were in school together, right back. All the way back in elementary ago, school. But yes. How many times do you think it actually rained? Like we're talking here for for anybody who doesn't want to guess. Can't say our I age. remember exactly. I uh, can't say we I remember. Were, but we, we were in often. elementary school. We were in elementary school in like the mid early two uh, thousands. I would say probably mid late two thousands. Uh, I honestly remember maybe like two rain days. Uh, yeah, I have zero recollection of a rain day back then. I I can specifically point to a time sophomore junior year of high school where it specifically began to rain like my freshman year bro that summer was brutal I, like you got kids passing out on the football field it was so hot and, and like even in winter workouts it was still now i'm not complaining 
75 degrees when we would work out after school, which is great, 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 great. But, great. but for your winter conditioning, you'd hope it's 60. You'd hope it's 60 degrees. Uh, Get a little wind chill in there too, you know. No, that's what I'm talking about. I, I want that wind chill. Like one of one thing that has stuck with me for the rest of my life, it was the LA Rams hard knocks when Jared Goff was a rookie, okay? And he right. talked about during their uh, like conditioning test uh, in training camp, like whatever early day it is, he was just talking about, keep that shirt on as long as possible. When you take the shirt off, you get a second wind. And I, I stay true to that. I stay true to that. Okay. I, I keep those words of Jared Goff in my mind, wherever I go, wherever I go, if I have something crazy, but yeah, uh, it was quite fun little fun facts today. I think we're uh, ready to get onto the episode. Today is a big time, big time episode. We have an Ohio state of the union today, big time NFL, big time NFL playoffs to discuss. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you are once again, a worse boogeyman to me than Aaron Rodgers is to. Oh, I have something. I have something else about that. My boogeyman is way worse than yours. I think not even comparable at this point. No, it's not, but I'm going to explain exactly how that happened, by the way. How what my book will get there to be or we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But teaser. without further ado, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy podcast today. It is episode 189 massive NFL divisional round to recap. Ohio State has essentially ransacked. The Alabama Crimson Tide, Caleb Downs and Julian saying our Buckeyes, and also a very, very special welcome to a most likely a pretty large influx of viewers right now. A lot of people coming in hopefully, off the off-season hopefully. wish list. We've, you know, generated a lot of traffic recently uh, compared to the past couple of months. So for any of our new time listeners, welcome, welcome to the Waterboy Faithful. Uh, subscribe. All here Make for sure you subscribe. Time. So, yeah. Welcome to the show. We got a lot in store today. Uh, you know what? We'll be starting off with college football. Maybe maybe a lot of people here who uh, probably got introduced to us from Everett. Maybe you can hear me a little bit before we get to Everett in the NFL mainly. But okay, college football, breaking news, Everett. Breaking news from Lane Kiffin, your favorite coach. Ohio State has apparently spent $13 million on the transfer portal in NIL Everett. My first thought when I heard this is, that's it? Only, only 13 million. So now, can I, can I, how does Lane Kiffin know this evaluation? Well, Lane Kiffin tweeted out an article, I believe, from a SEC or Ole Miss beat writer reporting on it. He quote tweeted this article, just put it out there. And first, we'll talk about the Lane Kiffin perspective. I don't think he was necessarily like complaining about Ohio State NIL. If you look at Ole Miss, actually, they're the number one class in the transfer portal right now, ever in case you forgot. But Ole Miss, if anything, I think that's Lane Kiffin going up to his boosters and being like, 13 mil is not that much more than what I currently have. So give me that extra four. Uh, I think that was more so what Lane Kiffin was doing. I think he was more so sending a message to his NIL booster department than calling out Ohio State and the NCAA to do something, in my opinion. But back to the Ohio State perspective, um, you guys woke up the beast. You guys woke up the beast. Uh and by you, I mean Michigan, okay? We watched you beat us three straight times. Then they won the national championship in a year where, I mean, hell. Even before the Alabama game, I literally thought to myself, there's no way they're going to actually win the Natty this year. I genuinely thought it would never happen in my lifetime, but it did, and it just happened. I don't, I don't care about the cheating stuff. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. I swear, if this is the Titans head coaching job, it is the Titans head coaching job. Because I saw that a couple of minutes ago and glossed right over it. So, well, it is breaking news from the time. But but the bank, well, I also would say that would would you expect that this this guy is going to be their head coach? Would you expect that? No, but let's just say. I any of the bigger names we had floating out there, I didn't expect any of them to take it. Uh, anyway, let's go on. Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan will be the next head coach for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, most of you will probably already know this by now, but if you get your sports intake from the Waterboy podcast, <laughs> there you go. You guys are all welcome. Brian Callahan, new coach, taken over former Ohio State legend Mikey V, big Vrabes. Uh, we'll we'll discuss it more, but. Today, yeah, that's, that'll be in the that'll be in the Mike um, Vrabel, You know, let's just say he might be waiting on a position that may may be open, which people are assuming is going to somewhere else, myself included. But okay, uh, 
I just want to say quick shout out to you, Everett, actually. Uh, Ryan Day might be a member of the Waterboy faithful, okay? A couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, you called out Ohio State's lack of transfer portal moves. You were asking, other than Justin Fields, who's really like a, a notable transfer portal name you guys have really landed? And I struggled to come up with an answer to that question. Well, Ryan Day Everett said, hold my beer, buddy. Uh, hold, hold my beer, at Everett takes, okay? I, I got something up my sleeve for you. Uh, the number one player in the transfer portal, safety Caleb Downs from Alabama, has committed to Ohio State, okay? Uh, he has committed, fun fact, younger brother of Josh Downs on the Colts, just fun fact of the day. Uh, but Ohio State now has the number one transfer portal and high school player in the class of 2024, Pretty sure it's the first time it ever happened, but I did not fact check that. So do not quote me on that. But pretty sure it's the first time it's ever happened. Pretty sure, capital P. And now with the commitments of Caleb Downs, Josh Downs, the returning of, I believe, nine players who were draft eligible. Um, I just got a quick little list of Ohio State starting defense. I know I was just talking about Julian Sane, but it's the defense we want to talk about here, okay? JTT returning at DN, Tyleek Williams returning at tackle. Ty Hamilton, younger brother, Davon Hamilton at D-tackle. Sawyer back at DN. Linebacker, we might have some decisions to make, but it's probably going to be Cody Simon and Sonny Styles or CJ Hicks at the other. We'll see. Uh, Denzel Burke at corner. Iggy on the other side. Jordan Hancock at nickel. Lathan Ransom at strong. And Caleb Downs at free. So of the people I just listed, Everett, nine are returning. And Caleb Downs is actually probably an upgrade so you could just say 10 people I wouldn't are say returning. probably. Caleb Downs is an upgrade. Is an definite, upgrade. Definite, Don't slander 1 him like that. You cannot be doing upgrade. that. So, you cannot be doing that. Uh, in honor of the new, the new number two at Ohio State, that is a million percent upgrade there. Well, um, well, is there not? Is there? Is there just not a number two on offense or defense? It's just one player. Mecca has two is on the team? player on offense. Caleb will be getting that number on defense. So okay, okay. I had to clarify. Yes, yeah. Ameka still there. He's still number two. This is still an Ameka Egbuka jersey. Want to make that very clear, but it is now also a Caleb Downs jersey. So the legendary number two at Ohio State lives on. Uh, but starting offense, uh, and we'll just go over the skill guys because, I mean, no one knows the linemen. You here, also so. know I will <laughs> immediately tune out like that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to list, list the skill guys. So Will Howard at quarterback, Trevion Henderson and Quinshaw Judkins at running back. What the hell? A Mecca at receiver. Most likely Carnell Tate will be starting at the other wide receiver. And then... I don't know, Brandon Ennis or Jeremiah Smith at that third receiver position. Maybe Jaden Ballard gets it. I would doubt it. I would guess either Ennis or Jeremiah Smith. Everyone I just mentioned are all five-star wide receivers, Everett. Uh, and then tight end Jelani Thurman, uh, who I'm excited for. Uh, but that that weapon room is looking terrifying right now. Uh, it is the defense I'm way more excited for, though. Uh, the defense I am so excited. I think on paper this is the best top to bottom Ohio State defense of my life. Questions at linebacker, but I think it is yeah. the best top to bottom in my life. I mean, that uh, that's a bold statement considering who you've had on your team. Um, I, I would primarily, when I think of the best that I've seen is probably the 2019 Ohio State defense that had Chase Young at the end, um, had Okuda outside, Arnett at the other, Sean Wade at nickel, Jordan Fuller at safety, Malik Harrison, Pete Warner. Ridiculous. Absolutely stacked. Absurd defense. Uh, this one's exciting, though. The, the, this defense with the returners, I expected shit. One, two, three, four, five of these, six of these starters to leave, and they're staying. That's just well, something then you that have that little. You, you had, we'll give you credit, not whoever's tweet it was. We'll give you credit for saying, hey, you know, these guys might come back. They might they might be returning. Hey, that, that's what oh, I was Grant. just hearing. The fact that it's happening, I, I'm in a state of shock right now. It, it's a little early Christmas period for me. Um, but the last notable thing we have to discuss, Everett, I, I, can't, I can't avoid this one. I need to address it. Bill O'Brien, Bob, B-O-B, has been hired as the Ohio State Offensive Coordinator. Yeah, you Not remember the, the name uh, I was you looking the for. Days, you remember the days where you were like, yeah, it's going to be Joe Brady, and I say, well, he's I, an offensive coordinator for an NFL team well, right this now is what, who's in the playoffs. I don't what, know but, if they're going to want to uh, but gonna want to do that. Interim offensive coordinator, of which— Who got a head coaching interview. Did he? 
With who? He did with the Falcons, I believe. Okay, take that one with a slight grain of salt. The Falcons kind of don't really count as an NFL franchise. Uh, but Joe Brady, definitely one of the hottest names in the offensive NFL world or just football again, in general. Again, again, he's a hot name again. Uh, okay, I'm just I'm just saying, Everett. I don't think it's the craziest thing to suggest that he would consider the Ohio State offensive coordinator position. But hey, hey, hey. I just think that if you're going, if you're going to, if you're in one of the top offenses in the NFL and you're doing a pretty good job, like I think it's kind of crazy to, to think that he would leave for a college level job. Well, well, this, I heard, everybody, a lot of I people's heard that earlier this the- year, of course, everyone wants to be in the NFL. I'm not. I, and if you just look at the daily life of an NFL coach versus a college coach, every single one of them will pick the NFL coaches daily schedule. Okay. Not debating that. Uh, not fighting that aspect at all. It's more so I I know Ohio State would have given him a pay increase to come to Ohio State. Like, I know that's true. Yeah, but then it's kind of the... It's up to him, though. I mean, hey, hey, if he can become an NFL head coach right now, go do it. Shit. That, that'd be my dream, too, if I was in his position. Um, but you know what? Enough about Joe Brady, okay? Let's not make this sad, okay? Today's supposed to be a happy episode. Um, unfortunately though, we have to talk about Bob, the builder right now. Okay. Bob, the builder is now the Ohio state offensive coordinator. Um, now, now, okay. There's two parts of this first, Bob, the builders here. Um, but real quick, let me just say this in terms of recruiting, Julian San initially committed to Alabama when Bob was their offensive coordinator. So Julian Sand probably won't be a Buckeye without Bob, the builder. So real quick, uh, so just some fun, fun Bob stats for you. Some oh, fun Bob stats for you. I have not quite looked up these Bill O'Brien stats. I just saw a video of him chewing out Brady in, on the sidelines, and I was like, you know what? Kind of respect in 2022. It, but- I'm gonna I'm going off of just the the latest college appearance from him. So in 2022, he was the OC for Alabama. That is okay. true. Okay, that, that year, is true. Alabama. That is, that is correct. Alabama was 11th in total yards per game. Uh, really? with 477.1. They were 11th? 477. 11th. 477.1 yards per game. I actually mean that as a good thing. I didn't fourth, think they were that good. Fourth in total points at 41.1 per game. Really? And prior... Yeah. Well, I, I was doing about... It was, it was going into his NFL sin, which we, we don't need to know. Uh, So... Well, we but, all know uh, how it went. It went awful. <laughs> to not go to plan. All right? That, that did no. not... <laughs> Did not go no. to go to plan. Okay. He did famously want to switch Jalen Milrow to a wide receiver, though. That that so. is true. That that is that is true. Okay. I, Aaron I Nolan, watch out. Watch <laughs> out. Aaron Nolan, watch Julian saying, watch out. You might be a wide receiver by the end of the year. Yeah, or probably just in the transfer portal in a year from now. Uh, but uh okay. Bill O'Brien, he is now offensive coordinator at Ohio state. Um, what one thing I just want to say, like, was he my number one target? Hell no. Okay. We just talked about Joe Brady and never made me sad, but like, like, was me he my number one option? No, God, no. Um, is he better than many alternatives? Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but no, not, not the name I quite wanted to take over. Um, yeah, I think, mm, yeah, I, I I would have taken Cliff over him, hundred percent. Well, Cliff 100%. might be going to the Bears. Actually, no, I don't well, think, I think he, he is, is anymore. No, 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 no. They had somebody else. Um, they had somebody else. I can't remember what his his name was, but he was a uh, the Seahawks guy, the Seahawks coordinator. I believe. Don't think I'm familiar hired. with the man himself. Um, it is Shane Waldron. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I just want to say uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we got some moves going around. We, we got some moves. Bob, the builder, he's now my guy. Um, I'm, I'm rocking with Bill. I know you cannot wait to see his face on the sideline every Saturday. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be hilarious. I like, I guess, well, actually this is why I want hey, to talk he about that. He is addressed. the man. Isn't he the man that developed Matt Schwab? <laughs> Did he do that? Was he in Houston at that point? Hold on. Uh, probably, probably. That's that would be the greatest accomplishment of, of his career. So we gotta, we gotta, I gotta figure this one out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Houston Texans to the oh no way Bill O'Brien was coaching in 2007. There's not a no head that, coach. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not a head no, coach. Yeah, no. so I was about to say yeah, he was at Penn ball. State 2012 to 2013. People forget about I know that. that. He replaced Joe Pa like that. Yeah, people forget about up. that. He was Hackenberg. Oh God! So that he did he did have a masterpiece because Christian Hackenberg win the second round. Did he? Yeah, he went in round two. Really? Yep. I did not know that. I did not. Wait, did he actually? To the Jets. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> well, yeah, round two to the Jets. <laughs> I mean, he was a round two pick, but was he a round two talent? Okay. Different, different. Well, that's what I'm saying. Here. Bill O'Brien made him apparently around two talent. So I think it's, it's more so Bill O'Brien brainwashed the at the time the New York Jets front office into believing he was a second round. Pick. Wasn't that Rex Ryan? Probably. They they yeah. might have had Mark Sanchez there already. Well, he would have been washed by then. Uh, so it doesn't. It would have really been like 2016. So no shot. Oh oh, I think oh shit shit. I totally forgot. Like I totally forgot. Hackenberg's like. First year was 2012. Okay, I think, I think we can get off. Yeah. I think it's... Anyways, uh, anyways, yeah. The only last thing of her college I want to just talk about is uh, you just mentioned this earlier. Just imagine if one of the top head coaches in college football got his like ideas or moves from a podcast like us. Just imagine you're like, yeah, I got... He's just in a meeting, whatever. He's like, I just gotta go consult my. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Brandon Staley was doing for the past well, yeah, couple of years. Yeah. I mean, but I, I'm just saying, just imagine he's just like, yeah, I, I gotta go. Let me just consult with my guys real quick. It just turns and on an episode of the guys, Waterboy podcast. It's just me. <laughs> your it's guys just is episode 189 of the Waterboy podcast. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Seems legit. Uh, yeah, no, oh, I mean, man. yeah, no, there, there are a lot of things going on. Hey, they, hey, they all I'm saying, is, all I'm saying, I remember who the GM of 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 the former GM of the Panthers was, but I think that guy did listen to that episode of the Waterboy podcast. He just he didn't a million listen percent to the full did. part of it. Yeah, no, no, he did not he listen. Didn't listen to the full part of it. Yeah, no, no. The we wanted to trade DJ Moore, not to take Bryce Young, but more so to you know DJ Moore is alleviate the key piece of the trade. Like you yeah, trade not, away DJ Moore and you get something back, not trade DJ Moore and some other. I was shit not thinking that we Young. were gonna we were gonna nuke our own franchise when doing that. That was not in the game plan. Didn't now, listen to that part of the episode. Slight slight pandering here. You're trying to win over some Panthers fans by saying the we right there. You are not a Panthers fan, but you know that's okay. I am not. Okay. That's I'm okay. not. Just, just had to slightly disclose. Okay. But you know when I say the wish list, like I, I'm a fan for the temporary thirty seconds while I'm going through it. That's just okay. Unless it's the Packers, in which case I might be trying to destroy your entire team. So just well, give it with a grain of salt. This could be a quick little light transition. If I if I believe correctly, is it the window to declare for the NFL draft over? Um, I yeah, I think it was already. I, it's already passed. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe because it was like it was like Caleb or... Williams. Caleb Williams had like two days to declare. Yeah, so I'm pretty yeah, sure he, it, it yeah, is. He it is waited until like yes. the last minute. So, yeah, because he um, was like, fuck, the Bears have the number one pick. And, uh, I, yes. I'm it's just over. saying, I personally don't think I'd have the balls to be like, I'm withholding declaring for the draft until I know the Bears have traded away the pick. I personally don't think I'd take that route. Um, but hey, hey, it's your it's your choice, man. No, no one's telling you to do that but but you. Uh I, I just think though, for this upcoming class, I think we had a good amount of big name players end up staying, but still, I think I would a agree very, with that. very talented. Look, very, I mean, I was talking class. to, uh, I was talking to uh, our friend Sam. Uh, mm, there we go. Our uh, our on staff Raiders fan, um, and on staff. you know what what he was saying? Uh, he's on retainer. He's on retainer. Um, uh, but he was saying, independent uh, contracted employee. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. But what he was saying, he was like, "This is like I could see 10 wide receiver quarterbacks going in the first round. Ten I was like, wide, wow. 10 wide receiver? 10, ten total wide oh. receiver or quarterback. Or like, quarterback. Okay. Like together. Yeah. Come oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck I was yeah. like, that's a, that's a lot. Like, I'm just thinking about thinking. Okay. Let's first of all, let's think about this wide receiver class. Okay. You got, you Marv, have, you got neighbors. You got Odunze. Okay. Those, those are the top three, three. Top three. Top three. Right. I think Keon Coleman. all be top 10 picks. Keon Coleman's in there. Can you can you keep track of this while I'm going through it, or I'll just look up a list? I'm going yeah, off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Brian Coleman's Thomas. in it. 
Yeah, Keon Coleman, Brian Yeah, Brian Thomas, uh, the guy from he's uh, nice. it Marshall, not not Marshall. Um, uh, Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Yes, Troy Franklin. I was thinking Green. I was thinking Green. Uh, we got Lad McConkey out of Georgia. Uh, that, uh, that's no, a dog. no, 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 no. All right, all right. Now, you, now you're now you now you're kind of taking uh, the list away. Johnny Wilson, I think, nice. in there. Don't disrespect him. Uh, Tez Walker, North Carolina. Yep. That's a guy I really, really like. Already got Keon in there. That was an Auburn, Auburn out of Texas. Guy. Uh, ooh, let, let me think of that. I know Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina. He's a big, big name guy, but he he might be. Quentin but like, Johnson, there's gonna there are, there are a uh, lot of guys that are like first, second round that are wide receivers. Uh, Xavier Wayne, Worthy, uh, Jalen yes. Polk, Washington. Uh, I think yes. McMillan out of washington is declaring i, I don't know I don't exactly know if he who's has. Declaring. i don't think he did i don't I, well, I don't uh, know check alabama's roster check alabama's roster um but uh, there's so there, there a lot there are a lot there are a lot more wide receivers that are kind of consensus around one round two than last year going into like this kind of combine like season uh and then quarterbacks too obviously we have the top three and um I'm not going to say JJ McCarthy, so you're you're okay, right? Was not uh, what didn't even just, think about I, throwing him in that top that. three, so I no need to clarify there. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but we have the top on. three: Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Jane uh, Daniels. And outside of that's where it kind of gets interesting because we've got I would say two fringe guys, two fringe round one guys, and Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy. And then you have Michael Penix, who some people thinks around one, some people thinks like around four because he's old, has weird throwing mechanics. Uh, kind of shit the bed in the championship game and uh, has an injury history. Then you have our legend, Michael Pratt, uh, should be a first-round pick. Um, the uh, Waterway, Waterway player, the, oh, sorry, Lefty Dick, strong quarterback, the year award winner, the inaugural award okay. winner. You know what? An interesting um, name, a name that I know we have not discussed one time when it comes to NFL draft, Jordan I Travis. I swear to God, if he's, okay, I thought you were going to say Spencer Rattler. And I was about no, no, no. To Jordan you. Travis. So Let's here's the issue team... coming off, yeah. coming off a catastrophic knee injury. Oh, bad injury, bad injury. Already knocks your stat, uh, your, oh, your, your draft stock. Million percent. I do, I especially because a lot of his game was based on athleticism. I, I think that really complicates all all of that. And think about it this way: like, what'd you say that like fourth better, round? I would say like fourth, maybe fifth round. I I think that he's taken a a big. Uh, kind of fall but like think about it this way too Stetson Bennett uh played very well for his standards last year and went what like round six Malik Willis I think that one's was slightly like, oh. different because Stetson was also like 26 yeah well Jordan Travis is pretty old too not um, not that old though no 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 <laughs> Malik Willis though everybody was like look look at what he can do like look he's lighting it up for liberty like look at what he did in the combine and then he went like round four so I don't know. Like it is kind of difficult, and obviously that that team, the FSU team, collapsed. Not collapsed. They still won some games, but they got shit on in their bowl game because Jordan yeah, Travis. Yeah, we wasn't give them. There. They get a pass. They, they get a pass. Because Jordan Travis wasn't play. there, and well, you know, like that was the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. It's because everyone's like he was, but yeah, but but because he he was kind of the bread and butter for the offense. So I don't know. I think it's interesting, but. There, there. I would say this is a very good. This is a very strong quarterback class. Outside yeah, no, of no, I, and and there, when there, I think of, well, sorry, some, I, I, I take that back. Spencer Rattler's in the class, so give or take. But you know, uh, you know, I, I don't like to spend too much time pooping on any players out here. So uh, I, I just want to say one thing. I'm trying to look at this upcoming year is a, a diamond in the rough, a guy that we don't expect. Now, I'm not saying we're going to have another Brock Purdy. I mean, the odds of just that story end up happening, Mr. Irrelevant being the starting quarterback for the 49ers probably will not happen in this class. But I'm thinking of a, a fourth-rounder later guy that maybe can get a shot like Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders, even though we don't think long-term. Well, not fourth-rounder later, but but second, third round. Was Aiden O'Connell Michael second? Pratt. Michael Pratt. Oh, well, I mean, that's a first-round talent right there. Day one starter coming. That's your guy. I. I'm trying to think of like a, a guy that we're not thinking about. You know, I, I'm trying to think of a guy who does doesn't have any hype right now. Okay. So hold on. Uh, let me uh let's look up this NFL 2024 draft uh prospects. And we're gonna pull up this name, right? Talia Tugabailoa. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, not 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 the case. Not the case. Uh 
I want to go. I want to find quarterbacks. That's that's probably. I need to. I need to organize this. Um, I guess we're going with PFF. That's gonna be uh gonna be an interesting one. They don't have it like organized by position. Why do you not have that organized by position? Try a CBS Sports prospect rankings, even though I don't really like them. They have it. I don't care about the prospect. I'm just looking at the names. I just want the names. Yeah, go on, go on CBS. They have it. Yeah do do they do they have it by position? No, they don't. Yeah, like I give you quarterbacks right now: Caleb, Drake May, Jane Daniels, Penix, JJ Midcarthy, Bo Picks, Michael Pratt, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Trashler, uh, Jordan Travis. Damn, dude, I'm kind of on a roll right now. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Sam Sam Fartman, uh, Keaton Slovis. Oh, you know uh, who it's going to be? Sam, Sam Fartman. Do you like that? Yeah. I forgot he was in this draft, but like he's Me probably too. around, <laughs> what would you say, two, three, three, probably round three They're saying on here round five, round six. Then I definitely would put him in that Brock Purdy role. A hundred percent. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Sammy Hardy. <laughs> he's got the Jimmy Garoppolo like jawline, everything set up too. Like he's good. What do you mean by that? You're saying he's a pretty boy. He's not worried about football. Oh yeah, no, I'm saying, saying I'm saying when 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 priorities off the field. That I'm he's saying I'm saying about, you like know the, the team. Maybe, maybe. Hey, he he has a Gillette commercial. I mean, does he? Yeah, he does. Or he I did. did. I don't know, know if he still okay. does. Well, never mind. I think we might know where his priorities lie. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Now, if he ends up in New England, Miami Dolphins, do not draft that man. Okay, do not draft that man. No, no, do do drop, do drop. He won't pay attention, man. Miami. He'll sweep Alex Earl from Braxton Berrios. Okay, like that would be a bad idea. Okay, bad still might be better than Tua, but uh, okay. Oh, 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 that's now from that aspect. It's, I understand. Yes, I understand. Yeah, you get it, but yeah, you get it. You know, I'm just talking talking vibes here. Okay. Oh, I, uh, oh, oh, sorry. This is actually this is NFL. This could be our first point in the NFL. Um, Frank the Tank insider news. LeBron James is allegedly recruiting Tyreek Hill to join the Chargers or Rams. So just just, just some Frank won't, the Tank insider happen. news. Obviously but, not. It's a Frank the Tank thing. Definitely not true. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. The real the real first news, the real first thing that I just want to tell you. I don't know if you know this because I know you weren't paying attention that much to the NFL when this draft rolled around. Which draft are we talking about? 2017. Yeah, definitely not. Uh-uh. So that was the Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Patty Mahomes year. Patty Mahomes to Sean Watson draft, right? Who went number one that year before Mitch? Was it a quarterback? Miles Garrett, I think was that year. Miles Garrett? I think yeah. that was Miles that Garrett sounds, year. Yes, that was Miles Garrett right, That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first of all, you know that the the Chiefs at least traded it up to get Mahomes, right? Like You're, you're yes, aware of that. aware of that. Okay. Yes. Okay. The Chiefs traded, first of all, just want to put this in, into everybody's mind. One, the Chiefs did really well that season. They ended with the 27th pick. They got eliminated in the playoffs. But, like, nobody ever can be like, oh, you, you're not going to be able to get a quarterback. You have the 26th pick. You can trade up. The Chiefs got fucking Patty Mahomes. I just looked Mahomes. who they traded with to get the pick. The Chiefs traded with the Buffalo Bills to get Patrick Mahomes. The Bills. Buffalo is the, the reason that this all started. Buffalo is the reason that this the all Chiefs, started. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Keep in mind, at this point in time, the Bills quarterback was Tyrod Taylor. Former Chargers legend. Or, yeah, future Chargers legend at the time. It was either that or uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, but I would still believe it was Tyrod Taylor. Probably Tyrod. Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. Thank Tyrod. you, thank you, thank you. Tyrod Taylor. Um, yeah, uh, wow. No disrespect. That. That hurts. I did not quite hash out those. That's details. just like another um, layer. That's another layer to to this. And well, arguably, okay, I know I'm people looking, are like, okay, okay, I'm looking at it look. right now. Now, do you know? Now the Bills, they didn't get the Chiefs pick the year after to get Josh Allen. Do you know who the Bills drafted with the Chiefs the, the, first rounder that year? Because there might be some retribution there. So Tredavious White. Tredavious White. So there's a little. He's been hurt. Overall, it's not. It isn't. But I mean, you know, look, look. All I'm saying is, I've, I mean, I've seen so many people be like, but no, okay, no, no, trust is, me. Is Brady, we're, we're, is Brady, um, is, Brady is not Brady, is, is Mahomes Allen the next Brady uh, Manning? And everybody, it's like, people are like, well, like Burrow was in that, Burrow was in that with, with, with Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is just effectively taking it's 
It's its own dynamic. You can kind of like describe the Brady Manning dynamic. It was Manning would win MVP regular season, then Brady would win the bowl. And so it was argument MVPs or Super Bowl. Or twice. Manning got him twice, though. Manning Manning got him twice. Twice. It was the the argument was MVPs versus Super Bowls. Like that was the battle between Brady versus Manning. Mahomes has the MVPs and the Super Bowls. So now now the one thing. Here's the one thing. (laughs) I know, and the people are like, "Well, this is more like Philip Rivers, where just like he never gets to the Super Bowl." Who the fuck knows, right? What, like, who the fuck knows? They're like twenty-seven, dude. They have like five years left. Six. Mahomes probably still has seven years on his contract right now. So don't yeah, think about it that something way. Something like that. But this, the whole reason why, arguably, as of right now, let's assume it continues that way. Let's assume it continues like this way, where it's, it's constantly Mahomes like and Allen. It's Mahomes now. I would say that this is better than the Brady. Manning rivalry for the sole basis me, that the Bills some argument for the it, Bills but... gave the Chiefs. Okay, 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 okay. Because okay. of that added okay, layer, okay. because they gave him that. Because I'm assuming this is assuming that it kind of plays out the same way, where they're always meeting up with a chance to go to the Super Bowl, like fighting for the MVP. Like it's yeah, assuming I, that that still continues for the Josh Allen narratives. It's really difficult to fight the Josh Allen battle because this was this was actually Mahomes' first time playing in Buffalo. In his NFL career. Now, to be fair, so to be that fair, was the first time give him some slack. Uh, the kicker did pull a Blair Walsh. Oh yeah, Ty- so. Tyler Bass. And rem- <laughs> I'm not I feel sure bad. you saw this. Really Tyler bad. Bass going into the season signed a four-year, twenty million dollar deal with ten now, million guaranteed. What I do hope, what I do hope for for the Bills fans, the Bills organization, and Tyler Bass's sake is that it doesn't lead to a career collapse because after Blair Walsh missed that field goal. Oh, he was never the same. Rattled, Un- rent free. That kick, rent free. You know, you know the uh, the the meme on Twitter where it's like the dog and his Vietnam in the background. I don't think I'm familiar with this one, Everett. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, that's or yeah, that's that's what's playing through his head. The, the, whenever he sees the the field goal net, regardless. Uh, huh. uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I would give Josh Allen a little bit of, a little bit of slack. He also did kind of console the Tyler Bass on the sideline, like afterward, like after he oh, shattered his dreams. So great, great leader. leader. Great um, leader. you know who's not a great leader? Stefan Diggs. Okay, all right. all right. Um, I love I love him though. He's, he he is my guy. Uh, all right. He might be a diva, but he was your diva at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I got I got a couple of things. One other thing with that game though, just to note. Um, the referee of that, Sean Halucci or Hochuli, Ockley, 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 Sean Ockley. I don't know where I was going with that. You like how I immediately knew who you, you were knew. talking about? You when knew. I, you just yeah, tried to Sean Ockley. Chiefs were eight and two going into last night when uh he was a head referee in the Mahomes era. They are now nine and two with Sean Ockley as the What's head. What's the referee. name of that fucking Celtics ref in the NBA? The fuck is his name? God, <laughs> I don't remember, but the guy who got fired for it. I need to look this up. Celtics ref. Eric Lewis. Okay, we got a new Eric Lewis. Yeah. Sean I'm Ockley, also happy. The, the son of NFL goat ref Ed Ockley. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is this is where I, we uh, are in this day and age. I'm also happy to announce. I'm happy to announce that Jordan Love is not him. Uh Aaron Rodgers is not back. I'm very happy about that one. Um he uh, apparently learned the uh, Brett Favre maneuver. Uh, throwing a crossbody interception at the end of the I game. I didn't want to bring I it am, up because it happened I'm, with your team, but I blame other things for that loss. Okay, I blame paying players to kill people. Um, I blame it on that. Um, one thing. I'm looking at you, Dan Campbell. I'm looking at you, kneecaps man. I will All say right? one thing that startled me was Aaron Jones. Uh, in that game. Um, yeah. How do you feel I, about that as a dynasty? I thought owner? he was washed and dead. I thought. I thought we had shipped him He's, off. He got pastures. revived. He got revived. I guess come playoff time, Aaron Jones shows up. So I, I might get some juice out of oh, those legs. Oh, hold on. Okay, Maybe. well, first and foremost, I don't know. We do not have an update on whether or not somebody was sacrificed. The uh, Buffalo oh, that pit. is. I actually did want to ask have, that. We do um, not have an update, and if one was not, uh, one, what the fuck are we doing, Bills Mafia? Yeah, and two, I mean, we got a uh, uh, this what continues happened in the inner circle season. that we went over last week. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, guys? Uh, 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 the other thing is, I just realized the Bills cut playoff Lenny last week after that game. 
he was not on roster for this yep. game. The Bills playoff. lost because playoff Lenny was not on the roster. Just saying that. Uh, I other little Dalvin looks nice. I, I thought Dalvin looked nice, or not Dalvin, James Cook. James. It is weird. What team was? What team is? He's on the Ravens now, Ravens. right? He had that one twenty-yard run, and everyone was like, "Oh, the Vikings could have used him this year." And then he had like three negative five-yard runs. You're like, "Uh huh, so okay." He's so washed. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Uh, uh, little update that you'll like: Dolphins wide receiver coach Wes Welker. Yes, he's a <laughs> wide receivers coach now. Uh, he is scheduled an interview for the New Rogers? England Patriots offensive coordinator position. Oh, that's on the Patriots. Lit. That'd now, be, if Gerard Mayo bad. just brings in all former, all former Patriot players, get Chris Hogan at wide receiver sick. coach. Come that's on, sick. bring in Chris Hogan. I think he's off. Uh, he's off playing lacrosse somewhere. I remember he just was some Ooh, professional lacrosse guy. Damn, Maybe I, I don't know. I'm I'm not guess, up to date on my Chris hey, Hogan. That's what Bill Belichick would have wanted him to do. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, little quick interesting note somebody found. Uh, typically before new uniforms come out uh, and typically I think it's like five years from the last three designs about the, the timeline jerseys, notable jerseys will start going on sale Two jerseys, notably on sale for two different teams. First of all, Justin Simmons, the star all-star free safety for the Broncos. The Broncos jersey is on sale. The jersey orange is on sale. one that works. Yes. Okay. On sale. Second thing. New York Jets star Garrett Wilson's jersey on sale as well. Wait, wait, already? What? They Green already jersey is on sale. So either, either, either Garrett Wilson's about to get shipped out, or, or, they're getting new jerseys. So that's why you, you read it. between the lines. Could this potentially be a number change? Wait, I mean, it could be, but I, I doubt think it. Garrett already announced he's switching to number five next year. I think that's it. But is, so Simmons, but is Justin Simmons? But it's Justin Simmons, though. Because I mean, oh, I don't know sense. about that. I don't doesn't know. Doesn't make sense. I don't know about that aspect. I thought you were more so just talking to Justin Simmons. I'm I'm talking that specific. Now, talking Rush, talking about talking nice. about uh, the playoff games from this last week. Uh, yeah. CJ Stroud apparently can't do anything against the Harbaugh family. They are his kryptonite, uh, which works it's really cold well for Ridge, you as the Chargers. Okay? It is Cold Ridge Bernard Stroud. Okay, everyone. not against the Harbaugh family. Not against the Harbaugh family. No, no, that's when that's when Cold oh, that's Ridge when he comes out the Cold most. Ridge. Oh, oh, okay. Cold okay, Ridge is not a good thing. We mean okay. Cold Ridge as in he can't play in the cold. Uh, okay, yeah, that's okay. what we mean by Cold Ridge. Uh, <laughs> other thing, I don't know if you saw this. The Lions took a knee early what on that final play hit? of the game. <laughs> what? 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 Russian? No, that's not it. That's okay, not it. Okay. <laughs> the Lions took a knee with forty seconds left on third down. They took a knee. At the end so of the first, been the end of the fourth quarter after the Baker Mayfield pick, oh, 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 okay, they okay. had the ball. They needed it. They needed it early on third down with forty seconds left. They did not run out the clock. The Buccaneers had one timeout left and didn't use it. They did not call it. They were just like, "Fuck it, we lost." If they called it, it would have required the Lions to attempt a forty-five yard field goal, which is not a gimme. Yeah, we saw the that. Bucks in could get the ball back if they if if. The Lions got that field goal. It's a two-score game. You can either get a touchdown quick, onside kick, still try to win, or if they miss, you can go and win the fucking game. The fact that you as a team, as an organization, as a coach, do not play until the final whistle in the fucking playoffs is a fireable offense. That is fucking disgusting. Potentially, potentially right there. Uh, Yeah, we got fraud alerts. Fraud alerts. Right now. Going. They're going. They are. Wow. They are loud right now. Not having Baker Mayfield though. Baker Mayfield. Two interceptions. Give, not bad. Not bad. We not gotta bad. give some credit where credits due. Ever we gotta, gotta give some gotta credit give some where credit credit's Baker due. Mayfield. I, Baker Mayfield. I was so impressed with just kind of the guts. Now, my first thought when they were just when it was just a twenty-seven uh, or twenty-four seventeen game, the Lions had just gone down to score again. I was like, dude. There's no way Baker can, can just keep up with the scoring output. His defense is failing him right now, but I'm not going to give Baker any shit. Putting up 23 on the road in a divisional game is nuts. Like Baker, I was beyond impressed. I know he threw two picks, but 350 yards, three tubbies. Like we got to give Baker some credit here. I, I was really impressed. I, I think he has definitely earned him spot or earned himself a starting spot next season. Maybe not with the Bucks. Fire the Bucks. I think I'd rock with Baker, uh, but yeah, I probably would too. They have a pretty like. I mean, Trask. I mean, come on. 
it's a late pick right now. Like you have no objective future for a quarterback right now. And there's not many in free agency. You're pretty late in the draft, like not in a big rebuild spot. So kind of, I would like, unless you want to ship off Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I would. Well, actually Mike Evans is a free agent, isn't he? I think he's a free agent. I think he actually might've gone some type of extension. Maybe. Well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. think say I think make Mike Evans a buck for life. Uh, I think that's just one no, of the yeah, screw yeah. it. Just make him a buck for life. But um, yeah. uh, I was I was I was I was pretty impressed with Lions being able to pull away there. Uh, I, last thing I just wanted to bring up, we kind of brought it up earlier with Chills, uh, Chiefs Bills, but specifically, uh, this has kind of made its way over NFL Twitter uh, yesterday. But the touchback rule, fumbling in the end zone, the other team getting the ball on the twenty. I'm conflicted. Look, I, I'm conflicted on this one because I would either say there's a couple ways to go about ultimate this. bailout, but there's a couple again, ways fumble. to go about this. One, don't like I, I agree. I think it's fucking stupid, but also don't fumble, don't fumble. where it matters the most. So there's a couple ways. I think that you you keep the rule and you be like, if there's an intent to cross the goal line and the ball comes out, okay, that's different. That gets put on the put it on the one. Or if you're like, if you're on like the two and you're going down and the ball pops out and runs out there, yeah, sucks, bro. I'm sorry. Like that's, I feel like that's probably one of the better ways to go about it. One thing you were saying that Justin Jefferson, I think the Eagles game, you know, there's that video of him. He's diving for the pylon. The ball comes out of his hand as he's crossing and it goes out and that's a fumble. That's an intent that would not be a fumble. That shouldn't count as a turnover. He's like trying to reach over the pylon. Like that's down on the one move. That's down on the one yard line. Now, like yesterday, uh, or I guess this would be on Sunday, if you're listening on Tuesday, in that game, the ball came out at like the two yard line when he was going down. There was no intent to cross the goal line. It went out of the back of the end zone. That would be a turnover because it was not an intention of trying to score. It was not a football move. The ball got punched out. Like Yeah, one thing I think about is like – let's say a player, an offense player fumbles and it goes out of bounds, but not in the end zone, just goes out of bounds. The ball's down right there. Offense keeps possession. It's just when it comes to touchback, that's when the rules just like change suddenly where I feel like there's some inconsistency, but what you were bringing I also up just earlier, think- I kind of I think it might be the only solution where the ball gets placed under a touchback, sir. The ball gets placed where that play began and started. Not like, so let's say it was a, three yard to gain it's a second and goal you got three yards a game and the ball gets fumbled out of bounds the ball goes back on the three it's now third down and well i said it's wherever they were originally down when that was happening but then you get into some issues where it's like justin jefferson a lot of the times they might not not be down so but i i honestly think if you want to keep like the best way to go about it in my opinion the best way to go about it is whether or not there's an intent and then you're going to get into the whole bullshit with the refs which is going to happen either way but I think the most fair way to be able to keep the rule is whether or not there's an intent. If there's an intent to cross and it gets like, yeah. you're like reaching and some dude just hits your fucking hand and rolls out when you're like about to be there, that's kind of BS. But if you're on the two yard line and you can't hold on the ball, you get peanut punched. Sucks for you, dude. Learn how to hold on to a football. Like I'm trying to think of a scenario the where the other offense way- would want to specifically fumble to get advantage of this rule here. And I was like, maybe, but then I also thought, well, if you're about to score a touchdown, then it doesn't you would never it fumble it. You just line. score a touchdown. The only like, other way where carrier, the only other right? way where it kind of makes sense is don't have it be a touchback, like on a kickoff touchback, change yeah. it. So it's on the one yard line. Yeah. Yeah. Change, yeah. Yeah. They defense should get the ball on the. Yes. Like that would be the only That's other thing. Actually the solution. I still think I still like it a little bit better where, you know, if there's an intent, if like you're supposed to be scoring, because like those are two very different things, like Justin Jefferson's fumble versus the fumble that we saw in this game where it just rolled out when he was kind of on the ground already going down. I think those are two very different plays and have a lot of different things going on. Like you have a chance with that ball coming out at like the two or three, you have a chance to get it. There wasn't people around, but you could get it instead of it rolling out. With you reaching and diving over and it coming out. Yeah. That shit's going out of bounds immediately. You can't <laughs> Superman and go and get that ball. So I, that's yeah. what I think that the two difference the two differences are. Uh, okay, real quick, we're gonna give our takes for for this week's game slate. Um, well, real quick before we say not, anything, no, we're not. That's next episode. We're not. Oh, that okay. is next episode. Before I, before, I I'm I, I'm a little <laughs> scrambled up. My bad. I, I'm forgetting that there because I was like, oh, there's only two yeah, games this yeah. week. We can do it. 
Um, so for, for, uh, talking about quarterbacks and stuff, Paul Allen, you know who Paul Allen is. Of course. Who doesn't know Paul? Notorious, Allen? infamous, legendary Vikings commentary, uh, common, commoner, uh, Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings. He has a show. It's called Nine to Noon. Okay. It's a, it's a Minnesota show. It's on KFN radio. And he talks about Vikings football the whole time. Talks with some people, talks with people on the Vikings, talks with fans, et cetera. Paul Allen is inside the organization, not literally, but like he is knows people to them and knows people. Like his show is inside like the Vikings studio and stuff. It's like he's the Vikings like um social media guy, essentially. Like he's a part of the organization, but also like, you know, there's some gray area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. He's typically very much on the trigger when it comes to Vikings offseason moves. He was especially on the trigger with Kirk Cousins. I remember listening to, to his show in the summer talking about Kirk Cousins and, and how everything was working out when we signed him the first time. He specifically came out on his show. Was, he's become more and more skeptical of the Vikings re-signing Kirk Cousins. And mm. He's been talking about the Vikings trading up to the number three pick, specifically the number Three pick, three. which I believe is okay. the Patriots. So that's uh that's like what I would say is Jaden Daniels territory. Maybe so, uh, Drake May could be at three, which could hey. be somehow Caleb Williams if shit really <laughs> goes wrong. Um, but that is just very interesting to me that him specifically, who has advocated to re-sign Kirk Cousins in the past, likes Kirk. Uh, is becoming more skeptical of the team resigning him. And Kirk has also said, if you remember, Kirk was like, yeah, if I get offered to play with a Hall of Fame coach, like insinuating Bill Belichick, I would love to do that. So I think that that's interesting. And I, I do think that it would be a huge misfire from the Vikings to not uh, to not resign him. And there's enough cap space to do that and, and extend Justin Jefferson and do Neil Hunter and get for, like, there's enough. There's enough to go around, all right? So if you miss on that and you end up getting fucking Ryan Tannehill for a year or Russ, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like that very much. So um, yeah. I don't think Justin Jefferson would like that very much either. Um, but it, it's, it's definitely interesting. And one thing we're talking about my team right now, but we'll talk about yours uh, as well. Jim Harbaugh. He's getting a second interview with the Chargers. I believe it is the first second interviewee for the Chargers head coaching job. I think that could be correct, but I could be wrong. I, I think we did conduct another second interview with somebody else. I could be wrong. Um, What I'm hearing, though, all right, I, I'm hearing from half of people that the Chargers-Harbaugh deals kind of already been preliminary. Oh, wow. Agreed. Oh yeah, now I'm voice track because I'm nervous right now about this. I'm not very confident anymore. But I half the sources are saying they seem to be in preliminary agreements, deals already kind of done. They're hashing things out. And the other side is telling me might not be totally done. We don't know if Harbaugh is hundred percent going to LA. Oh shit. Uh so one thing that I found very interesting today is that the Chargers blocked the Chicago Bears from interviewing Kellen Moore for an OC position. Now, why would the Chargers block that move? Two things. Let's start from a perspective of Harbaugh potentially still being the head coach, but not being certain, like what is probably how we are right now. Now, you would want to, first things first, Harbaugh is likely going to bring in his own offensive coaches if he takes the Chargers head coaching job, keep in mind, Harbaugh is a quarterback coach. So keep in mind, he's an offensive guy. I know he doesn't, he's not always branded as that, but he will bring over his offensive staff. But let's say the Chargers don't know exactly if Harbaugh's coming. Maybe it's Vrabel. I'm not saying he's the number two option. I'm guessing he is if Harbaugh doesn't come. If Rabel happens to be the guy, a defensive-minded coach who wouldn't necessarily bring in an offensive staff, then Kellen Moore would most likely be retained as OC. Most I also likely. do just think that it's just a general thing where, you know, one, Kellen Moore did technically interview to be their head coach and they're trying to keep all their options open. Your, yes, yes. And two, and two, you know, you don't want to give, it's yeah. not saying that he's going to be 
their offensive coordinator, yeah. but you want to give your coach, whoever is hired, the opportunity yeah, to hire to, any of the yeah. guys on staff. Yeah. Like to be able to retain them. Also, they're looking out for Kellen. Okay. They, they didn't want him to be in Chicago. That's for his own career. All right. You don't want to be there. They're looking out for him. All right. They did so, that for him, actually. For uh, him, for him <laughs> specifically. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I guess in theory, if Harbaugh was already inked up, then you would let Kellen Moore take that interview. I, I yes guess. Yes and no. But, uh, okay. So to wrap up this episode, we're going to do uh, this off-season wish list. Like I said, if you're a new listener, new watcher, new viewer, subscribe for more of them. Uh, you will hear them first here. Some of them you will hear first on YouTube. Others are going to be exclusive on other platforms, specifically on TikTok. So make sure you go follow us on there if you enjoy these. If you're not already subscribed or, follow, or don't already follow us on TikTok. So that's how we're doing it this year, right? You can hear them first here. But some of them are also going to be exclusive on TikTok. All right. This is for the Seahawks. This is going to be interesting. And we're going to probably talk about this a little bit. Uh, but the Seahawks are in a really weird space right now. Uh, okay. So here we go. Hope Mike Vrabel is your next head coach. Resign Jordan Brooks, Leonard Williams, Damian Lewis, and Noah Fant. Trader Cut, Jamal Adams, Geno Smith, Will Disley, and Brian Moan. Sign Gardner Minshew, Tyler Huntley, Adam Troutman, Aziz Al Shair, Troy Dye, Kyle Duggar, Max Garcia, and Chuma Iduga. Chuma Idoga, use that one. Restructure Tyler Lockett and tender Patrick O'Connell, Jake Curran, Brady Russell, and Miles Adams. A lot of moves there. I, I think. Something that interests me is the restructure locket. I, I think with their selection of JSN now disappointing season from what people would expect out of JSN his rookie year. Yeah, no, that's I fair. thought that selection indicated long term because JSN and Lockett. No, it is. Keep in mind guys, like keep in mind that uh Tyler Lockett, I think, is 32 years old. He yes. has next season and one more season after. So two seasons in total left on his contract. I just think that considering Pete's still there and considering uh, it's the same jammer and everybody like, and just the fan, he's going to retire as a Seahawk. And I think oh, also I think that should happen. But yes. I also think that uh, if you're bringing in uh, a new head, uh, a new head coach, and you're also probably going to try and bring in a rookie quarterback, having those guys there to kind of help develop you and like is pretty important. Um, and also, Tyler Lockett was still pretty good last year. The other thing that somebody was saying uh, that I saw just relating I to Mike might Vrabel. Be down for Bo Nix to Seattle. The other thing that somebody was saying, uh, the specific to Mike Vrabel, though, he doesn't really like rookie quarterbacks. His tenure in uh, Tennessee. I heard he just doesn't Ryan, like rookies. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Tannehill, uh, obviously, was starting for a while. Mariota was originally there, and then. Will Levis started this season, which was a problem. Malik Willis famously Rabel wasn't the coach Mariota's rookie years, correct? No, it was no, Doug no, no, Marone. no, no. Doug Marone. Uh, yeah, Is that his no, name? that was Jaguars. Um, but Mike, Mal Mike, Mal I think it's Mike Malarkey. Malarkey. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, it's interesting. That's why here, okay, we like they already were down. They had the only quarterback on roster for next season right now is Geno Smith. Okay, so if he's gone, now not only do you have to sign technically a starter, but you have to sign a backup. So what we did here, you have Gardner Minshew, who's coming in, who played actually real quick. The way that I have this graded out, the way that I have this graded out for last season, okay, Geno Smith had a 79 overall grade. Gardner Minshew had a 73. Gardner Minshew started one more game than Geno and threw nine less passes, completed uh, 20 less in total. In total. Uh, Gardner Minshew threw for 300 less yards. Uh, well, I, I feel like we got to take these Minshew stats with a grain of salt because he was thrusted into that role. Yes, like, but I'm saying that's better for Minshew. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Threw for 300 less yards with one less 300-yard or more passing game. Uh, had a total completion percentage of 62 compared to Geno Smith's 64, so pretty close. Yards per attempt, pretty close. Uh, overall, just... Talking about interceptions and touchdowns, Geno Smith, 20 for nine. Gardner Minshew, 15 for nine. Okay. Uh, Geno Smith also fumbled the ball three times, Gardner five. So, honestly, pretty close overall. 
Um, and you're paying a lot less for Gardner Minshew. And I also think Tyler Huntley coming in as a backup or fighting for that starting role um, is going to be pretty interesting just because we've seen him start. He famously got into the Pro Bowl the other year. Um, and I know people are going to be like, well, you know what? The Ravens aren't going to let him go. He's going to want to stay with the Ravens. If he's given the opportunity to start somewhere and compete to start, he's leaving. It's a done deal. And on top of that, all right, you're going to have these two guys and then hopefully a rookie quarterback to be in there for not this season, but next season. And if yeah, you ask me, I'm just me, talking out of my ass, but I'm not that against Bonex. I'm not if that. You, if you ask it. me, if you ask me, one, I don't think the fucking Seahawks are going anywhere with Geno Smith. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl with no, Geno Smith. No, not in that division. No, no shot they're no, winning the Super Bowl with Geno Smith. No. no. So why are we keeping his contract around when it's, he's 32 years old? You're not going to win like that. It's not going to happen. Now, you could be like, okay, so then why do you re-sign Leonard, uh, Leonard Williams? You sunk a second-round pick into him last uh, trade deadline, and he's a free agent now. Are you going to let that second-round pick walk? No, you're not going to let that second-round pick walk. So you're going to re-sign him. That's the only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, you just wasted a, a very, <laughs> very precious draft capital. And a lot of these guys will be on contract through kind of the first couple of years of whoever this rookie quarterback would be um, outside of maybe one or two players. So, you know, you can, you're using that money that you got rid of from Jamal Adams and Geno Smith for not one, but two possible starting quarterbacks. Uh, you're re-signing a tight end and getting a blocking tight end. You are going to be able to now re-sign your first round pick from a couple of years ago, who is a, inside linebacker getting another starting linebacker which was a problem because obviously now bobby wagner is not going to be there you get to bring in safety help to replace jamal adams you get to bring back uh leonard williams get to have your guard back you know like and you get depth on top of it so i just kind of think it's a win all it's kind of it's a little bit like Moneyball. it's like how can you replace somebody in the aggregate (laughs) <laughs> which is a little bit of the way that this is going. And I'm waiting for the comment to be like, this guy's playing Moneyball. Um, but it's some people think I'm playing Madden, which is complete bullshit. Because if you actually looked at the amount of work that goes into this and the amount of math that goes into it, I guarantee you, uh, you'd be very surprised. So there's a lot that goes into this and a lot of uh, requirements that go into it. So, uh, but that's yeah. that is the Seahawks. Uh, I'm expecting to have to fight people on the Geno Smith bit. Uh, I think that he could also stay. And if you want to keep Geno Smith, um, Instead of a couple of these moves, you probably won't be signing Gardner Minshew. Um, you probably won't get Kyle Duggar, and uh, you may or may not be able to resign, um, like Noah Fan. And it's just going to be a pretty shitty offense. And because of that, like it just yeah, doesn't make sense. So Geno Smith's contract. So he is given twelve million on February sixteenth if he's still on roster. Right now, if they cut him, they do not owe him anything. On February twelfth, I think it's like twelfth to sixteenth, something like that. He is owed twelve million dollars, and if he is on roster March thirteenth, on top of that, he is owed another nine million dollars just for being on the roster. So now you add that to okay. kind of what his contract is. It's a lot of money for a guy who was kind of hurt going down the stretch. His head coach is not there anymore. It's going to be a new offensive coordinator a new head coach, an older guy that's paying a lot of money. Even if he's like the 12th, I think, paid highest paid quarterback. 12th highest paid quarterback for a team that needs to get younger and is kind of starting fresh. Like, yeah. I think that is really like also like they have the building blocks. So their offensive line is very young. They have DK Metcalf, who's still pretty young. JSN is still pretty young. Kenneth, uh, what what is Kenneth Walker, Walker, who's very young. I like Defensively, De- Devon Witherspoon and Tyreek Will- uh, Woolen, both very young. Jordan Brooks is still very young. Um, Julian Love, I think, is their safety that's going to be replacing Jamal Adams. Very young. So, Do you uh, have anything on Draymond Jones young. there? So, Draymond Jones was a possible cut candidate. He just sent us a, a contract extension last year. The yeah. only reason I did not have that is because one one season of lack of production is not necessarily an indicator of that they should be, be be cut because he's got a very big presence on the defensive line. And if you get rid of him and re-sign Leonard Williams, now you have to replace Draymond Jones. You're going to pay about the same amount for a player just about at the same caliber. So it doesn't really make sense to take on the dead cap there. Um, 
I was just asking because that's an Ohio State boy right there. So. Yeah, no, he uh, <laughs> he did not have a good season this past year. He was a he is a cap casualty uh, possibility, but I, I do not have him as a cap casualty. They also they are so like cap stricken that it's like they're going to be good in two three years. I think it's three years from right now, so not this season, this upcoming season, or the season after, but two seasons from this next season. Um, they have like two hundred one million dollars in cap space. So my God. Yeah. Okay. It means right. that not many Seattle. people are under contract, so they have the ability. That's it's yeah. gonna be big. So uh, but yeah, with that, thank you guys so much for watching this anyway. It's five stars. You can find us on Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and on Instagram at Waterboy Pod. Make sure follow me and Grant on Twitter at Everstakes and at Waterboy Grant. We post new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube and all podcast platforms. So make sure to subscribe to us there. Post new TikToks every Tuesday to th- Sunday, uh, including these off-season wish lists. So make sure to follow us and subscribe there. Um, for more updates, keep in, just keep up to date with our uh, Twitter, and we'll be trying to post more Instagram throughout the week, as well as segments from these episodes. Um, so we see you guys in the next episode. Waterboys out.